Welcome to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And before we get started, if you would, follow me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. And if you're not, subscribe to the podcast, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, whether it be on iHeartRadio, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes now for today's show on this episode i have a guest that plenty of you don't know that you need to think <laughs> uh, she's responsible for some highlights that you may see on nfl shows yes those highlights with the music yes she's responsible for those i have espn associate producer Chanel Starling stopping through the show today. But before we get to the interview with Chanel, we always got the Get It Off Your Chest segment. Now, for this Get It Off Your Chest segment, of course, it's not going to be any bad news on this one. Well, if you're the team not paying, it is, it is, it is, it is bad news. <laughs> oh, boy. The... Los Angeles Rams, the team that is synonymous with F them picks as their kind of slogan. Well, they showed how much they don't mess with picks again this year. Of course, you know, they didn't have a first round pick. So, I mean, it doesn't really bother them. They're still a good team. But what they also do is they take money and they put it towards their stars. To keep their stars. Another prime example of that was shown. When they. Pay two of their. Big guys. And they pay them in consecutive days. Aaron Donald. He had mulled retirement. He didn't have guaranteed money. In the rest of his deal. What do the Rams do? Oh let's rip that thing up. Let's do it. Let's redo your deal. Let's restructure it. Let's give you $65 million over two years and $95 million over three. He was only slated to make $9.25 million this year. He became the highest non-paid QB in NFL history, Aaron Donald. Congrats to that man on that deal. But not to be outdone, Cooper Cup, star wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, he got paid too. He got a three-year, $80 million extension, which actually has $75 million guaranteed. $75 million of them big faces, guaranteed. Now, that, to me, shows commitment. Commitment to winning, commitment to keeping your players, and the commitment to somehow finagling the salary cap to keep your guys. Now, there are plenty of teams out there in the NFL that probably wish they had this kind of mindset. I'm not going to mention any teams, but I'm pretty sure you can think of them. 
But you got to commend the Los Angeles Rams for keeping their guys, continue to pay their guys, and continue to manipulate the cap to where they can keep their guys and keep them paid. And also, not along with that, they go out and get players at the salary, at, at the deadline, the trade deadline, to add what they need. For example, they went and got, before the season, Matthew Stafford and traded away Jared Goff and his big contract, which, wow, they were able to do that. Then, during the season, they go and get Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. Just an example. They go all in. They're trying to win at all costs. Not too many teams act like this. Not too many teams do this. Not too many teams forget about picks. They say, ah, forget the picks. Let's make it happen. Let's go win every year or try to win every year and put our team in the best position. You got to commend the Los Angeles Rams for that. You can hate them. You can love them. But you can't say they're not trying to win each and every single year that's been my uh get it off your chest segment uh maybe some uh other nfl teams may take this approach and uh i say f them picks too <laughs> uh but uh up next after commercial break we have uh espn associate producer chanel starling on touring the afc south with your host mike patton we'll be right back for those that have checked out my picture my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast you can tell i have a new image an updated image a professional looking image it's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of joshua silver's photography let josh at joshua silver's photography handle your personal branding business headshots portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography, or you can reach him on Facebook Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And I know plenty of you that are listening and watching have tuned in to ESPN and watched the highlights. You know, you see the videos, you hear the song, get you pumped up, you jump out the chair. Some of you do. I know I do, but hey, you know, maybe I'll, I'll digress and not tell as much as I do over here when I watch football. But anyway, today's guest is responsible for some of those highlights we see. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had to I had to go get her, bring her on, tell her, come on the show, please. You know, I'll, I'll give you the couch, you know, get you a nice little popcorn, something like that. But yeah, she was able to make it. My guest for tonight. For this episode, ESPN associate producer Chanel Starling. How you doing? I'm good. It's an honor. Like, of course, I was gonna come on here when you asked me, like, without a doubt. 
Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Got the nice little banner to tell people who you are. They don't know who Ooh, you are. Okay, look at me <laughs> moving up in the world. <laughs> so I got to ask, did you always want to produce? Uh, Not really. So I started wanting to write. So when I was in college, I wanted to, um, I went to school for journalism. So then, um, and when I started college, it was 2011. So it was kind of in that, you know, area of print was kind of phasing out and it was getting more digital and social media was becoming a thing. So um, my major was journalism. And then my advisor was like, hey, great if you want to do, you know, journalism, journalism, just letting you know that's probably phasing out a little bit sooner than we, you know, than we're thinking. So you might want to like take some broadcasting classes and focus more on, you know, the broadcasting side. So I'm like, okay, sure. Like as long as it's sports and as long as I can still write, fine with that. So then I started getting into taking more broadcasting classes and then getting more into like on camera, um, on air and anchoring and reporting. So I was like loving that um, in college. So then um, once I got the job at ESPN, it was more like, you know, like production assistant and, you know, cutting videos and things like that. And I noticed like, oh, I like this too. So <laughs> I think I went through almost all the phases of like journalism. So I didn't always want to produce. I'm still on the fence on like what exactly I want to do. I want to be able to do everything. <laughs> so um, producing is one of the, you know, things I do want to accomplish. Got you. Okay. Now, you know, you did kind of answer my next question about how you ended up down this path, but um, where, uh, where has it taken you in this career of yours so far to kind of leading up to ESPN? <sighs> what do you expand on that a little bit? So like how, you know, where is the journey taking you in the, the broadcasting kind of a uh, sports world? you know, leading up to it, like maybe different places before you got there? Yeah. So like I've done, um, like I've written for like newspapers, like I've had internships at local stations and um, like being a production assistant, but then having some on-air opportunity, um, writing. I wrote for um, Titan, Titan Sized, um, at one point, I think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. That, it's Titan that, Side. That is. That yeah, is yeah. It. Um, I, I, I was writing there for a little bit, um, and then I once I got to ESPN, that's where I kind of was able to like focus in and you know like lock in on what exactly I like and kind of like really like getting those skills stronger. All right, all right. So. I got to talk about the NFL highlights. I, I you know, I, I know you, you know, you posted a few of them out there and I definitely enjoy them. You know, the music, the anticipation that kind of builds into them. I enjoy that. So first question I have is how do you find what clips to use? Um, so that's kind of like the easier part. Um, it just kind of all, it all starts with my music. So I find my music first. <laughs> 
because once I find my music, then I know the vibe of the piece. Like I know, you know, what kind of clips I'm going to be looking for, what kind of sock calls I want. So once I have the music and the sound, then um, I'm going to like, if there's, let's say, I'm trying to think like if I'm going, if I'm doing like Devonte Adams, I'm going to go to his game log and look at a game where he was amazing. It's kind of hard because he's so good, but I'm going to look for a game where I'm going to look at his highlights on like YouTube and I'm going to look at, you know, Devonte Adams best catches for, you know, this season. And then from there, I can kind of narrow down, you know, what I want to use, how I want to use it. So it's really like doing a lot of research. So if I, you know, if I'm like, okay, I want to use this touchdown. Okay. Let me find the sock call for that. Okay. It's missing a little bit of something. So let me look at some, you know, his mic'd up, like, let me look at his soundtracks and see if he has anything interesting in soundtracks. So it's kind of just researching and, you know, really knowing the game because I watch, I know like different games. I remember certain things like, Oh, I remember this game. He had this catch. I remember this game, you know, it was close and, you know, he had this crazy, you know, like this, this crazy sequence, like that's how it, you know, so it kind of helps to know football and to be a football fan because it kind of comes easier. That's interesting that you pick the music first before yes. you pick the, the actual highlight. Literally did not always start like that. When I first started cutting it, I was doing the clips first. Cause I'm like, music's tough. I can find music, right? But I realized like, I'm like, I'm spending a long time on trying to find music. Cause music can really make or break a piece. Like if you don't have the, I've had pieces where I've had a track on there and I hated the piece, switched the music. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love this piece now. So music, is such a big part of it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start here because it takes up most of my time for the most part. Like there are some days I can find it quick if I'm looking at the perfect keywords. Like if it's um, like a Baker Mayfield piece and I'm like, all right, I want to do more of like a determination sound motivation, then I'm able to like find those um, sounds that, you know, like have a build up to it and then have hype in the middle and then, you know, kind of fade out. Um, and then there are some times where like, it might take me like 10 minutes. So like every, every piece is like completely different, but I know music for the most part is for me, um, most important because it kind of sets the tone. Gotcha. Okay. So we have uh, a few comments in the torn the AFC South inbox. Uh -oh. Of course, uh, we got Herm P. Every Derrick Henry highlight video should be him throwing Mike's twin. Norm oh my goodness. Not oh. Josh Norman. Oh, he did it. He, tr he did that. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then of you're course we right. have, uh, we have you Ryan Waters. You're not right. That's hilarious. <laughs> Have, well, that's my cousin. That's my cousin actually talking about me because he said ever since I got locks, he tries to call me. I can Josh see Norman that Swim. though. No, don't, don't, that. don't, don't gas him up. Please don't gas him up. No, I'm not going to get that on my head. <laughs> and now, uh, because of course, we've got Brian Waters. Hey, Brian. <laughs> yep, he said you're one of his favorite people on earth. Oh my gosh, so. Brian is like top two, not two. All right, there we go. 
There we go. Yeah, definitely her and P, it'd be your own people. That's right. Yeah. You know, you you definitely family on family violence right there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was that. That was violent. <laughs> so speaking of uh Derrick Henry, um, what kind of music would Ooh. you have for him when he's running the football or, or something of that nature? Um, it's actually I've actually cut a not Derrick Henry um specifically, but I had to cut something for the Bills Titans game, which was Derrick Henry for the most part. Um, <laughs> so like Derrick Henry, it depends on like what. So what happened is my producer tells me, you know, what they want the piece to be about. So if it's Derrick Henry coming back from his injury, I'm going to use different music than Derrick Henry being the best running back in the league. That's like two different, you know, things. But if I'm doing like a, Den a Derrick Henry hype piece, um, sometimes I like to have lyric pops in it. So like not all pieces will have like lyric pops. Um, sometimes they're instrumentals, but like I would want a Derrick Henry piece to have a lyric pop. So I would put like, I would try to find a song that has Beast in it. I would try to find a song that has um, like, something along the lines of like being the man or, um, you know, like running over someone. Like I would try to find lyrics that kind of match who the player is. So that's how I would start with Derrick Henry. My keyword would be like beast mode, um, strong, um, like running over, motivating. Like I would start with those keywords. And then from there, I would like pick out what works, what doesn't work. Now, the first song I think of when I think of Derrick Henry is Bone Crusher, Never Scared. That song literally that, comes right to my yeah. head. That That is, he is never scared. <laughs> the opposing person should be scared because that that is that is a big man right there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, of course, it wouldn't be a, a show with you without talking about your favorite team, which a team that is not, that is not necessarily loved in Nashville as much, but they are everywhere. Every stadium they go to, you're going to see this, this fan group there and they're in mass, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. How did you become a Steelers fan? Um, my dad's a Steelers fan. We are from Connecticut. He's just a Steelers fan. So, of course, being a kid watching football with my dad, whatever he likes, I'm going to like. And then, you know, just like building that relationship with him and watching the games and, you know, knowing the players as I'm watching it at six and seven and eight, then, you know, as I get older, I'm like diehard. Like I am like a diehard Steelers fan. So um, it's just cause my dad, we talk sports every single day. Um, he teaches me about the game every chance he gets. So he's the main reason why I'm a Steelers fan. Don't know why I'm still a Steelers fan. Woo. They <laughs> out. Uh, speaking of stressing you out, I know they stressed you out when they signed Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and then they got Kenny Pickett, number 20 overall. So what were your thoughts when that happened? I wouldn't okay. Didn't I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Um, but I was just like, so this move, this was on purpose out of all the people who are available, because everyone was still available at the time. Like, I was like, you guys made this move as if Mitchell Trubisky was like, we got to grab him. 
Like you guys made this move on purpose. Like it was, it was calculated. Um, I don't, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I'm at the point where I just want, I just need a court. I just need someone that can just throw the ball, just throw the ball. Like, so I didn't hate it. Cause at the time we didn't, we had Mason Rudolph. So to, and to me, anybody's better than Mason Rudolph. Like they can, they could have signed you and I would have been like, let's go, Mike, like, let's go. Cause literally everyone is better than Mason Rudolph. So I didn't hate it. Um, and I also didn't hate it because Mr. Trubisky is coming from Buffalo and coming from sitting behind um, Josh Allen. So I, I want to see like what he does now week seven, we might have a different conversation. I might say that I hate the move, but like right now, um, I, I I don't hate it, and I, I didn't hate it when I first found out. Gotcha. Now, as far as Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, of course, that was talked about a bunch of being Malik Willis, and then all of a sudden, bam, Kenny Pickett. Now, I'll say this: before the draft, I did say that Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers were probably happen. Nobody believed me. Everybody gave me grief, and then boom, it happens. So what were your thoughts on that one? I was riding the Malik Willis train like no other. Like, <laughs> I wanted him so bad. And I was also just because, like, I just wanted something new. You know, like, I wanted us to take that risk. But I forgot, like, what team I go for. We're not really big risk takers. And I think that's that was what the move was with Kenny Pickett. He's from – he's he plays in Pittsburgh – He's the hometown guy and he has, they know what they're going to get for the most part with Kenny Pickett. Now Malik Willis. Yeah. The ceiling is way higher, but we don't know what we're going to get from him yet. And I think that they needed someone who they thought was, they needed the player that was more ready to go now. And they went with Kenny Pickett and I can't, you know, I can't be mad at them. They just lost a future hall of famer quarterback. And they, they couldn't really – I don't think they wanted to take that risk. I think they wanted to just go with the safe the safest pick. And I can't be mad at it. Was I disappointed? Absolutely. Will I be upset when he balls out for the Titans? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, I did get to see him. I actually went out to Titans OTAs uh, last week. Uh, oh so God. I actually got to uh, see him practice and play. And uh, he's picking up things pretty well. And uh, I think he'll. Uh, I think he actually is. is ask, he's asking a lot of questions. Um, of course, he's not getting any first team snaps, which I didn't expect that anyway. But I mean, he's playing well. And uh, I will tell you another guy, Roger McCreary. Now that's a guy to watch out for for the Titans as well. He could particularly factor in in their secondary. But I, I will say that uh, definitely. I, I honestly was surprised, even though I did think Pickett would go. To Pittsburgh Steelers, I was surprised, but got to run back to the uh, touring the AFC South inbox over here. They're kind of lighting it up over here because, uh, you know, Brian Waters and uh, Herm P kind of they. Uh, oh, I, first of all, mm. I just got, I I couldn't see the comments before, but now mm -hmm. I can. So now I'm I'm firing back. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, let's see, Herm P. Yeah, he's like, yeah, boo the Steelers, and then of course, That's Brian okay. was like, this is <laughs> Brian, 
they're they're I'm not even worried about the the, the Baltimore Ravens always look good on paper. They need they need to draft a, a training staff. Okay, nobody's worried about that. <laughs> Bye. Oh boy, and then her and Pete Ben should have hung it up a couple years ago. You might actually agree with that one though. No, no, he he should have, but <laughs> I mean the the Steelers are they're not like that. They're not going to and and now they're in a bad predicament because they're so loyal. Um, but they weren't gonna tell Ben to hang it up. I think they were they thought that Ben was going to self-evaluate and it just didn't go the way that they thought it would have went. Like Instead of him saying, wow, it's time for me to go, it was like, wow, I can't end like this. Let me try another season. And I don't think that they thought that's what was going to happen. But now, you know, you got to pay the cost of being like a loyal, you know, that loyal franchise. Well, Herm P had another comment. He said that check kept him coming back. <laughs> and then had the nerve. And then this is what made me upset because. I'm, I'm going to come for the Steelers. As much as I love them, I'm going to come for them. What made me upset is when he was ma- he was making it seem like he was taking such a pay cut to get other players. I'm like, Ben, you okay? You giving you giving back one a million dollars? Like, okay, like we get it. Like, let's not make it seem like you Tom Brady and stuff now. Like, <laughs> it's like instead of instead of twenty five million, you're get, you're getting twenty four. Like, let's let's relax. So that is true. That the check definitely kept him coming back. all right well speaking of uh check coming back and uh those different things we're gonna go to a game oh god i've got five questions for you this is going to be all steeler related except for maybe one question are you ready this i didn't know this is trivia it's not trivia oh but it's a you're gonna pick one or the other and it's gonna be fun okay (laughs) all right we got charlie batch or byron leftwich which one backup did you love more? Byron Leftwich. I love oh, Byron. Okay. I, I love Byron Leftwich. And I think that like now it's kind of hard. I think I'm putting my love for him like now too. Like I love what he's doing in Tampa Bay. So that's kind of hard too. But I I love Charlie Batch too. But I'm gonna have to go with <laughs> Byron Leftwich. I'm gonna stick I'm to telling that. Charlie on you. No, I'm kidding, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, we're going to go uh, Cordell Stewart or Heinz Ward, the Battle of the Slashes. <laughs> Heinz Ward. Now, are Heinz we just Ward. saying our – okay, so Heinz which, Ward. Which one, which one do you like the most? Which one would you go with the most? Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward, yep. I remember a funny thing is I remember Heinz Ward coming in as a quarterback at Georgia, then moving to running back, then playing wide receiver. That's where the slash comes in for those that aren't aware. Um, now, uh, okay, I'm gonna. This one's gonna be an AFC North themed question. You got to pick one team. If you your team ended today, and you had oh, yeah. to pick another team in the conference, I mean, in the, excuse me, in the division, Ravens, Bengals, or Browns. <laughs> this, this is not this is not even hard because I I kind of love this team already, and I can't because they're in the AFC North. Like I'm going with like Joey B. Like I am going with the Bengals, it's, and it's not even close. There's I I would uh there's so many things I would do before I would become a Ravens fan. Number one, um, <laughs> like I, first of all, I wouldn't give Brian the satisfaction. Would never, never, ever, ever. <laughs> 
Number two, the Browns, they don't even count. Like, they're not even in the running. So, definitely Cincinnati. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. A little Browns uh, venom thrown there. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> they don't count. All right. We're going to the coaches. Bill Cowher or Mike Tomlin? Oh, my. This is rude. <laughs> I seem to get this reaction a lot. <laughs> No, this is this is a bit much. <laughs> oh boy, making you think. I know. Wow. <laughs> like this is really intense. Um, I love Mike T. I love him. Coward with the with the with the jawline, and then Tomlin with the with the wind. Coward had, uh, the- <laughs> had, had those boys in check. He had those boys in line, and he brought me a lot of happiness. But I have to I have to go with Mike Tomlin. Um, just what he's doing is extraordinary. Like he's definitely Hall of Fame. He's he's amazing. Like there's no reason why he's he's making do with what he's got uh and he gets a lot of he gets a he gets a lot of uh criticism which sometimes is needed but like no one in no one in the league no one no other coach in the league is doing what he's doing so i have to go mike tomlin all right last question uh uh, these these running backs either they people love them in pittsburgh or they kind of hate them for how it potentially could have ended okay That'd be Le'Veon Bell or Willie Parker. Willie. Um, <laughs> I, I I love Willie Parker. Um, but I also like I want to say, and I'm I'm taking the easy way out because I do want to say Willie Parker, but like being more into football as an adult and understanding it more and being closer to it as I got older or like a few years ago, cause that's Le'Veon. But I, I love Le'Veon. No, I'm going to say Willie Parker. I did all that just to say Willie Parker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said all that. Just to say Willie. <laughs> yeah. You just couldn't get yourself to say Le'Veon Bell. I'm pretty sure they still bone him in, in Pittsburgh. Herm, sometimes. Herm P is, we need to, we need to block Herm P. <laughs> I don't think I like him. I can't. I can't block family. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is my real cousin, so I can't block him. <laughs> oh, that is all the questions for this round. Hard. That was hard. <laughs> I tell you, I do. I do my. I do my. My due diligence now. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was that Tomlin <laughs> and like Cower one like that. That was hard. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for dropping knowledge on how you kind of come up with the highlights. That was very, very uh, knowledgeable because I, I really, truly wanted to know, too, because I'm looking at these and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking of songs every time I see something run. Yeah. And I just it was always interesting to, you know, get those kind of behind the scenes uh, thoughts on how things go. Uh, I want to, of course, thank you for coming on. Thank you for explaining everything. Uh, that you do and i hope everything continues to go great and well and hopefully one day you had a producer role potentially 
Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I love what you're doing here. Like, you're super, super consistent. Like, your content is always great. You have, like, great guests. So, like, continue to do what you're doing. Like, keep it, keep it, keep it going. Like, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, can you tell everyone where they can find you and all things you're working on as well? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Coco Chanel. Um, and then Chanel is spelled S-H-A-N-E-L-L. Or you can follow me on Instagram. And it's just first name, last name, at Chanel Starling. Um, yeah, I love connecting with people. Um, if anybody has like any questions or um, you want to come at the Steelers, like I'm ready because like Herm P is giving like real like intense vibes. Brian, you know, I'm always ready for Raven Steelers talk. So and I'm ready for this year. But yeah, that's how you can follow me. Now, I will tell anyone that follows Miss Starling. You better get ready because she is going to bring the shade. She is going to bring the. Oh, heat yes. Shade. Shade only. Shade only. If I am not shady, it, it doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Uh, you've been uh, watching Tour in the ASC South with your host, Mike Patton, and guest Janelle Starling. We're out. Peace. <laughs>